This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. And welcome to another podcast of 4H4U2. I'm your host, John Long. And I'm Kobe Rutherford. And it is yet again one of my favorite times of the week, and that is to do this podcast. And we're talking about everything 4-H. We are uh, joined with our special guest uh, this uh, week, Dr. Julie White. And uh, Dr. White, uh, did I do that right? Did I say that correctly? It's Miss Oh, White. sorry. Sorry. Hopefully in the next year. Okay. All right. So we are working on it. All that right. True. That's good. All right. So we're going to get that taken care of, and that then we'll true. formally call yes. you doctor. That's right. All That's right. right. So you're pre-doctor. That's, That's the way right. I look at that. Yeah. Okay. There Very we go. good. Very good. So how are you? Good. 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 Kobe, have you had a good week so far? It's been a good week. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been a pretty good one. Hot one. Yeah. Hot very one. hot. Felt very blessed to be able to say that I could stay inside. That's no right. doubt. Yeah. Amen. And I'm an outside person, so that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of tough. But anyway. Anyway, come see, come saw. We're going to move into the program. And Julie uh, talked. I've been knowing Julie a long time. Um, and Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, how you got here to where you are today. Okay. And what you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I grew up in South Louisiana. I grew up um, in Livingston Parish, just outside of Baton Rouge, mm. and grew up in 4-H there, uh, showing livestock, was in the clothing project, which is one of those deep known secrets that a lot of the 4-H agents um, find out and are like, really? So I actually made my senior prom dress. So it was one of my cool. projects. So, um, But I grew up on a dairy farm, and so... But uh, while I was in school, I met a Mississippi boy and uh, ended up in Startville because of the Mississippi boy. So. I think that's a country song, isn't it? Louisiana yeah. woman, Mississippi, Mississippi man. man. So yeah. she sure just is. played that right out sure there. Sure is. Yeah, that's, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. And uh, got started, you said, in, in well, you were a 4-H'er and then yep. you came to 4-H. Yep. through here so that's, yep. that's awesome that's awesome and a uh, little known fact i always like saying a little known fact julie and i are practically neighbors that is correct mm-hmm. how about that mm-hmm. yes yes so, we, we uh, keep check on each other technically i'm to. in the middle of you two you are you are you really are so, so. how about that yeah. yeah if we need anything just call <laughs> she can be there in a <laughs> short right. amount of time that's, that's right all. good so, deal that's yeah. exactly right now julie you started out your career in the county office here in octopile county right as a Actually, I started actually in Atala County Okay. Um, in 2000 and served there and in Lowndes County and Webster County before coming to Octobal County as a county agent. Um, gotcha. In Octobal, I mean, in Atala, Lowndes, and Webster, I was actually a 4-H agent. So I spent 15 years on the county level before coming to the School of Human Sciences. Well, time gets away, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I just always say this. Wow. amazing how mm-hmm. quickly that gets away from us. And now you've got one of the largest extension projects in the whole state that you conduct. Tell us a little bit about that. So I am an extension associate over in the School of Human Sciences, but I focus on agricultural literacy. So I run a program called Farmtastic that I actually created back in 2012 as a way to teach kids 
Um, at that time, I was the county agent here in Octobal County, and I just wanted a, a way to teach kids about farming and agriculture. And when I would go to the schools, they would say, tell me that chocolate milk came from a brown cow mm-hmm. or, you know, that cotton comes from a sheep. And so I just wanted a hands-on way for us to be able to teach those kids about agriculture and for them to experience it. And so, um, and these are legitimate answers yes. that kids are given. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing how many adults will tell me that chocolate milk comes from a brown cow. Right. Um, and they really don't understand where cotton comes from or, or anything like that. And so, um, you know, there are as many adults that have that perception as, right. as kids. And so this was just a way for us to really highlight county agriculture here in, in Starkville, mm-hmm. but um, grew way faster than I had planned. <laughs> That's and, what you get for being creative. Really. And so um, in about a year and a half, we went from being just a county program to being a statewide program. That's awesome. Wow. That's so. awesome. And that, we talked about this uh, one well on our last podcast we recorded about that um, uh, disconnect that people have mm-hmm. with where everything comes from. And it's so hard to, to wrap your mind around it. Well, I grew up in an agricultural background. You know, I, you're, if you're around it, it's pretty easy to know where things come from. I never had those kind of questions. Yeah. But it, it's really hard to believe that people really don't know where everything comes from mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. it takes, that production side and, and all the things that uh, – that are so uh, big a part of our state, right. for that matter. Yes, you know, very much and so. So us being yeah. an agricultural state, so that's to me that seems like an extremely important thing we need to do, especially in our state, is to continue doing that. Yeah, most of our kids these days are you know three to four generations removed from the farm, right? And so they just they just haven't been exposed to it like many of us were, right? Um, and so they just don't know, and so it's it's our job to show them what what agriculture is about and why it's important to them. Right. right. And I even look at our statewide 4-H demographics where only 6% of our 4-Hers claim to live on a farm. Right. So there's 94% of even the children that we're interacting with, John, that Mm -hmm. don't have that farm, real farm experience. That's right. And see how much that's changed. And I would think in a relatively short amount of time, too. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's been all that long since, you know. But uh, then that's, again, something that we have to adapt to to, as far as educational efforts, for sure, I would yeah. say. So, yeah. so uh, Julie, exactly uh, walk through some of the activities. I know my kids have been, or one of them has been through it. And exactly, just tell us exactly what Farmtastic, how do you go about setting that up and, and okay. going through that? Yep. So Farmtastic is a traveling exhibit, um, and we travel across the state throughout the year. Um, we set up in agri-centers across the state, um, and when we set up, it ha- has uh, five or six different focus areas, depending on where we're set up. Um, but basically, the main ones that the kids will walk through, they'll all enter through our barnyard bonanza, which, of course, focuses on livestock and poultry. Then they'll move through to Mighty Crops, which focuses on agronomy, like cotton, soybeans, rice, corn, those kind of things. Um, and then they'll move to Wonder Plants, which is horticulture. So it looks at gardening and things that they can do in their backyard, um, whether it's actually growing vegetables or whether it's growing plants, um, such as flowering plants, for their to beautify their home. Um, and then we also then we go to the Enchanted Forest, 
where we look at forestry and how big that industry is in our state and how it relates to the things we do every day. We also go to something fishy, which has to do with aquaculture. Um, and we look at the different things, the different the catfish industry here in the state, um, unless I'm on the coast. And then, of course, on the coast, we're looking at the seafood you industry. You have to adapt for that, for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is a huge room when we're on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last room that they always go through is the farm village, which helps them to put together the things that they've seen that day dealing with agriculture and how all that gets to their plate or their home or their clothes that they're wearing. Um, And so that's a chance for us to kind of tie that whole farm-to-plate activity. Um, But we also have many partners as we travel, such as the Soil and Water Conservation Districts, um, the County Farm Bureaus. um, MDOT is a big partner of ours um, that comes in. And so there's a lot of different activities that we add to the events depending on where we are um, and what the local partners are. Well, that's great that you've got these local partners coming in and and continue to help expand the 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 program that yeah. you have so that's that's important too for as far as that support's concerned it's definitely a great benefit mm-hmm. for sure how many of these do you do a year um typically the last four years we have done anywhere from nine to twelve a year wow um when we set up we come in on a monday and set up and then we run the event tuesday through friday okay wow. so bringing in local schools um as an example and most of them this is how it works um Like here at MSU, when we host the one at the horse park, um, we attract 10 counties. um, And we're targeting second to fourth graders. Mm. And so um, it's a free field trip um, as far as coming in and being able to tour it um, and experience it. Um, All the kids go home with a backpack full of goodies. Mm. Um, They get to take – there's a lot of make-and-take activities as they go throughout the exhibit. They get to take that stuff with them. Um, The teachers also get some information in agriculture – curriculum that they can use in their classroom um and so they get stuff too while they're at the event well you know that reminds me i'm sure you remember this you know when we used to have school days on the farm yes it's very similar to that except we you're more mobile right you know instead of having to bus kids into the uh, the campus that's great so um this program has obviously expanded through the years that you've been doing it, as you said, starting on the county level, how many uh, at each workshop or or um, farmtastic event that you have, on average, how many kids would you say that you're reaching out to at a time? Um, each time, it kind of depends on actually how many days the event is. Right. Um, but the average is about twelve to fifteen hundred <sighs> in those four wow. days. Sorry, I just blew so, in the microphone, but yes. that's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. That's so we're lot. seeing a, a good number of kids for us as a four H program. Right. It's a great opportunity for us to show what we have as four H right. mm-hmm. since everything we do doesn't necessarily have to do with farming. Right. There are some other things that our kids can be involved in. And so right. it's a great time for us to market our four H program too. Now, Julie, I know that you're a hard worker and I know that you don't you don't back up from anything. But you have to have help for these things. Now, how many people do do you have helping you with Um, this? Because it's tiring me out here. Yeah, um, I run, usually usually utilize about 40 volunteers a day. Wow. Um, And that's to get through all of the stations that are in the different focus areas. Right. 
and to um, make sure that the kids have the best experience possible. Right. So we're using a lot of volunteer hours when yeah. we do Thank farm-tizing. you, volunteers. Thank yes, you. We, very we can't much. Do a lot of stuff without you. Yes. And we really appreciate you. Yep. I'll plug for our volunteers. That's right. Uh, now, I, I have to ask this Do you have a favorite area that you work in? Yeah, I, well, everything. The whole thing is everything. I do. Actually, there's probably two. A, I'm a livestock person. Right. Um, and so, of course, the livestock room is always my favorite. Right, sure. Um, because, you know, being raised on a farm and we have a farm now, right. it's kind of my thing. Yep. Um, and to see the kids all hold that baby chick in that room, yep. it, it's a really cool moment. Yeah, you know, especially sure. for those that have never seen it. Um, my other favorite is the forestry room. Really? Um, they get to do bubble blowers. In that room. Oh, yeah. I saw so that. if you haven't seen a bubble blower, it's an actual um, stick of red oak. And red oak is very porous. And so it allows us to be able to blow, blow bubbles through it. So mm-hmm. they get a, a piece of wood that they get to blow bubbles through. And, and jo- just watch them experience that concept of, yeah. of how water, uh, how a tree utilizes water. But for us, we're utilizing yeah. bubbles. <laughs> But, you know, we get to have some fun with wood. So right. that's my other favorite. Get an aha moment out of it yeah. anyway, don't you? So. That's pretty cool. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of Eureka moments where the light just flicked on in the, the kid's mind. Do you have a favorite? Um, I think for me, um, one of the favorites, and it's more because of the way my volunteers act, um, is because the kids walk from the livestock room into the agronomy room. Okay. Well, in the agronomy room, we have a cotton gin going. Oh, yeah. And we're ginning cotton. Well, of course, the first thing we ask is, so where's cotton come from? And they're like, a sheep. <laughs> and we're like. Well, it does look kind of like cotton. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, it really doesn't? You know, and we, so right. we really get to hone in on that. No, here are the plants it comes from. Here's it's where it's grown. It's a plant, grown. not an animal. Right. right. Yeah. And so um, so that one is, is really neat. And to watch how the volunteers react to the kids' mm-hmm. reaction has yeah. is, is been really a neat thing for me. That's good. That's so. really good. I can almost see the volunteers getting as much out of this in some cases as the youth because oh, yeah. they kind of see firsthand that disconnect that we all see yeah. on a daily yeah. basis. And then I guess that from a, an adult standpoint, that gives them an opportunity to say, why well, telling my ag- agriculture story is yep. important. Right. That's it does. Exactly right. And we try to utilize a lot of volunteers that are farmers mm-hmm. or that are uh, involved in different industries in agriculture um, when we're out traveling because then they're actually getting to see what their consumers are saying. Right. right. And so it gives them that consumer perspective it may be more so now than when we went to school but you know um and i think this is what is so important about 4-h that that are the 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 kind of the key thing that as 4-h as we teach in 4-h is that um learn by doing and that hands-on activity is so important to that learning process and every station you have is that way so those kids are not sitting in a classroom trying to regurgitate information they're actually learning by that that tactile tactile touch and yes and And that's one of the things i try to to emphasize to our volunteers as i'm doing volunteer orientation for the events is look it's okay that they're not just standing there listening to you right it's okay that they're moving around 
you know, and and really in each room, there's like seven activities for them to do. Right. And so there's a lot going on in that one room. And so, you know, it's sometimes my teachers are like, what do, you, what do you mean they're not going to just stand still? Right, right. You know, we they have trouble. That. Yeah, they have trouble more than my kids do. <laughs> my kids love it. Yeah, um, very you know, freeing. Yeah, you know, so. and so it's one of those that I kind of have to talk to the volunteers and the teachers and just be like, hey, let them do what they want to do. Um, you know, and it's kind of, it's okay if they don't touch everything, you know, right. but just letting them do how they want to do. Right. So. Right, right, and give them a little freedom as yeah. far as what they, but, they're interested in. Yeah. I remember a couple of years, well, I guess it was last year when you had it here on campus, we took Reason, and Reason had been terrified of Reason chickens. being your son. Reason's my yeah. son, yeah. Um, he was terrified of chickens up to this point. <laughs> so we took him in, and he got to hold a chick for the first time, and that was the first time he had seen a chicken outside of a commercial grower. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. he just, it, it blew his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He couldn't wrap his head around yeah. why this chick wasn't yellow and in a house yeah. with 60,000 friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are all your friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, that's probably, and that's, like I told you, that's one of my favorite spots. Right. Is right. because that is an aha moment for most of them. Right. And right. even though we have to tell them that that chicken's going to end up growing up to be probably a chicken nugget. You're a chicken nugget. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but that whole little fuzzy baby chick thing. And we actually have them hatching there. So they're getting to see the whole process. Yeah. Sure. You know, the whole chicken to the egg thing. Right. Um, you know, so it's we discussed a, that last time. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a neat neat thing for them. Oh, that's so. good. It also works out really well that Julie and her husband have a farm because I I know they use their own animals sometimes yes. at these events. Wow. Especially here in Starkville. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, easy conven- to Yeah, it's easy <laughs> and it's easier for me because I spend so much time at the exhibit. When right. we're having to feed and stuff, it's just right. easier to have ours there. Right. Um, right. But we do utilize 4-Hers as we travel across the state um, to mm-hmm. utilize whatever county we're in sure. typically that county's 4-hers provide the animals for the exhibit. boy that's a great that's a great outreach uh for them as well yep. that opportunity to go yep. out and show what they know mm-hmm. too so that that's really yep. good and, and it's giving back to what 4-h has given them yep. that's great yeah and i said i guess i misspoke there they're probably not julie's animals they're probably your children's animals who are 4-hers yes. too yes <laughs> <laughs> and they spend as much time at fantastic as i do because they right. love it as much as i do right that's so, awesome it's a family yeah. event yeah. yeah morgan asked me all the time if i'm gonna keep doing this until she's old enough to do it <laughs> and i'm like i don't know about that <laughs> uh, well you know time moves on yes <laughs> uh well what do you see uh in the future for farmtastic what do you so, yeah what are your kind of visions for the future we're not going to hold you to yeah those, um no i would love for us to be able to continue to do farmtastic um across the state mm-hmm. because i see the importance of us as an agriculture state promoting what we do right um and to be there to promote what our farmers are doing on a daily basis um because people need to understand where their food and clothes come from absolutely and so um, I'd love to see us um, maybe scale back a little mm-hmm. um, from doing the whole 12 a year right. um, to maybe doing um, at least one a region right. um, across the state. Um, and if not, just a couple more than that. 
Um, but I would love to see us be able to continue the program for a while um, and expand it in certain areas right, um, right. and change it up just a little. It gets changed pretty regular, mm-hmm. um, more or less because I get bored right. more than sure, <laughs> with sure. the same activities all the time. you got a new crop of kids coming Right, in. and so um, it, it's fun to change things up and let them see something new. Sure, sure, and that, that's that's key to keeping you fresh, yes. too, right? Yes, Not losing your mind. Right. Uh, so with that, that is... Um, like you said, expanding and changing things is going to be important. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things that change uh, agriculturally and yes. and otherwise. Yep. So, yeah. so, yeah, our That's, technologies are changing every day. Geez. So there's going to be a lot of new things coming down the pipe that we're going to be able to show. I saw a drone spraying a field the other day. Yes. I knew it was just a ma- matter of time. Yep. So. Yeah. So yeah. most of our kids will have the opportunity to go to school to be a drone pilot. See, uh, you know, and that's something we would have never thought of. The big, big yellow bird will yeah. be replaced by. Uh, yeah. That's an airplane for people that don't know. That's so. right. But anyway. But anyway. So. Well, Julie, we certainly thank you for coming in. Uh, the time just flies by when we do these it things. Does. And uh, we really appreciate it. Now, where can they go, uh, the, our listeners, if we have listeners? I think we've got listeners. I hope so. If you're listening, uh, where can they go to get more information? Our website is farmtastic.msucares.com. Oh, that was snappy. I like that. That's good. Easy to remember. There you go. Easy to remember. And, uh, Kobe, where can they go to learn about uh, 4-H in their area? So to learn more about 4-H, you can visit any county extension office across the state or visit our website at extension.msstate.edu. And I love our website because if, you, uh, if you're in your county and you just look to the right, it'll say select a county and yep. it automatically takes you to the people that you need to be in contact that's with. Right. So that's awesome. Well, thank you. And with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of 4-H for you too. Be sure and subscribe if you're not a, a subscriber already. Ready and join us next time. Take care. Thanks for joining us for 4-H for you too. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu and be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.